Hi, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the Blog Cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host and the owner of the Blog Cabin. Today I'm joined by mindset coach Cami Kennedy. We are chatting about her mindset coaching business and how she got me out of my comfort zone with her coaching. Cami is an amazing person, and as you listen to the chat, you will see how far I have come by working with her. Listen in on this chat and find out how I was introduced to her. Hey guys, it's Melissa back with you um, from Adventures of Frugal Mom. I'm here today with Cami Kennedy, the person who is responsible for me doing these lives. I actually took a free five-day challenge with her last week um, called Create, Believe, and Conquer. And I've never put it out there in the space, but I put it out there with her that I wanted to be a speaker. And so this was one of the things that she challenged. So, Cami, tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on, Melissa. I love this. And I want to recognize you because you took the action to follow through on the challenge that I gave you to show up here live. And it's it's awesome to be a part of your journey. Um, so a little bit about me. I formerly for the past eight years was a women's coach for health and fitness. And in 2018, I transitioned into life coaching for women because People were coming to me for nutrition and fitness and just doing one thing and we weren't looking at the rest of the puzzle, right? So that really is what inspired me to step into full on life coaching to talk about mindset in all of the areas. Um, and in that time, I had my own breakthrough. I went to Bali uh, to really step into my life coaching, did that for four days and it was transformational. And I also left a relationship that I was in for nine years because it just wasn't in alignment with where I was going. So I had to make a lot of personal changes and do a lot of personal growth on myself. And now I help perfectionists or what I call recovering perfectionists have breakthroughs in health, wealth, and love because they're all interrelated. Okay, most of the um, people that I've had on recently have been talking about COVID-19 and how they're dealing with it. Share mm -hmm. some tips about how to deal with it. Yes, and I just sent an email out about this today to my list too. And you know, as a mindset coach, we really talk about energy and your emotional scale of emotions, vibrational scale of emotions, and what you focus on. And we did a little bit of this in the challenge when you were a part of the challenge too, is limiting your inputs of a lot of negative information. So it's not just saying, like ignoring that things are going on, right? It's not ignoring the circumstances. It's just limiting how much exposure you're allowing to come into your mind, into your body, into your emotions each and every day. Because the, the fact of it is, is there's nothing that we can do to change any circumstance, right? The only thing that we have complete control over is our own mindset, our own thoughts, feelings, and actions that we do during this time. And I also want to recognize too, there may be people that are personally affected with some really big, huge life changes going on. Um, there may be people grieving a loss of a job, a loss of a loved one. So I want to recognize now too, that if you are going through something of that magnitude to seek help and to not just typically what we do is we isolate ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And since we're in a quarantine, it's, it's, clearly we're even more isolated. So if you're watching and you're going through something like that, ensuring that you're reaching out to somebody and then vice versa, if you're just watching and cause we're all going through something, right? 
ensuring that we're staying connected and just reaching out to people like, hey, how are you? Hey, mm -hmm. what can I help you with? You know, just making sure that we're extending that support um, because we're not getting to interact in the same ways that we used to um, before all of this happened. So in the short answer, I can, I'll go over a few different anxiety strategies, but okay. really it's allowing and accepting that it is what it is right now. When we try to control, that's when we start to get really, you know, fired up because we're like, mm -hmm. I want to control everything. And there's things that we are, they're just outside of our control right now. Yeah, especially the anxiety. I know a lot of people are really dealing with a lot of anxiety at this time. Loss of, like my daughter specifically, the loss of she's homebound now from college. And then my youngest daughter is missing out all the stuff on her senior year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's everybody is going through something different than they ever have before, right? We have this vision of like, well, this is just how life's going to go. This is what my 2020 is going to look like. And this was kind of like a stop that got put right in there for all of them. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when we're talking adults versus children, it's going to be a little bit different strategy. But if you do have children, you know, the best thing that you can do is to care for yourself and your own mindset, create a sense of calm and peace within the household so that you can effectively influence the house, right? In that way, um, by, you know, Yes, it sucks allowing them to express their feelings, allowing them to have their emotions, because the thing is, I'm not ever saying ignore what you're feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Something got taken away or something changed and there's disappointment, there's frustration, there's fear, there's anxiety, there's this just sucks. I wish it was different. But then there's also we have the opportunity now with this time. So what can we do with this time, whether it's like a family game night or whether it's we're going to do arts and crafts and paint. And I know there's amazing, great videos out there that can keep us entertained and and bring us together as a family unit, because that's really the only people we're interacting with right now. Right. Is the people in our household. So how can we use this time as a time to grow our family together, as a time to get closer, do things maybe we hadn't done before because we have the time and ability and togetherness to do so. Yeah, Lisa just said, gotta put on your own oxygen mask first. Yes, amen, Lisa, that's so true. And it's, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a mother yet of a human, but I am a dog mom and a cat mom. And I understand the effects of like, your dog wakes you up or your kids wake you up in the morning. Um, and that can start its own host of internal dialogue of like, oh, I have to get the kids, I have to do this, and they're going to cry or whatever. So I'm a, a huge advocate of waking up before the rest of the household and creating your own morning routine that allows you to have that space to be with yourself, to work on your mindset, to do your workout or yoga or meditation or prayer or scripture. That just gives you a really solid foundation before you go into your day with all of those other factors, again, that you can't control. Tell, I know you have a secret behind how you get up because you yeah. weren't originally a morning person. So tell us your yes. secret. Well, I have a podcast. I would encourage them to go to, to Cami Kennedy show on iTunes and look up the podcast. It's like a 20 minute podcast on it. But the thing that I did was firstly, I had to get myself out of bed. And I know, you know, you have your phone beside your bed and you just hit snooze over and over and over again, right? That's what we all do. So the first thing I did is I went on Amazon and I got two alarm clocks, like battery powered ones, like the one with the alarm. And I put them, you know, the ringer and I put them across the room from me 
And I had to get up physically and turn them off. So I did that for probably about, I mean, it, for me to become a true morning person where I was like really getting it, it was probably about a, six months to a year. And I think people are like, oh, that's it. I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. tomorrow. That's not the way to do it. If you're currently getting up at nine or 10, you would just want to back it up like 15 to 30 minutes slowly, right? Over the course of maybe six weeks, maybe two months to where you're backing it up incrementally because that's going to be a huge shock to your system to all of a sudden just wake up three hours earlier, right? You, your body has to physiologic, physiologically catch up to that schedule. Um, so that's another strategy too, is not trying to just do it all at once. And here's the thing. If you don't have a strong why and you don't have a strong desire to get up earlier to become a morning person because it's going to have a direct correlation for a better life for you, then you won't be able to do it. So I would first ask you, how do you see your life changing for the positive if you got up maybe an hour or two earlier, if you had a morning routine, and then write out all the positive effects that would come from that? then you can start to see the ripple effect. And then you could say, okay, maybe I do want to sacrifice my, my three hours of Netflix at night. And maybe I'll back it off to, to two hours so that I can get up an hour earlier. You know, um, So starting to look at it that way may help to shift that. Yeah, I will tell you definitely this morning, um, we had an appointment at 9.30 and it, I got up a little bit earlier and my day ran so much smoother because yeah. normally I'm one that hits the snooze button and keeps hitting the snooze button. But I set three alarms now. Nice. Six o'clock, the six thirty, and then the seven. I've got yeah. to be up by seven. Yep. So that's how Beautiful. I get up. Yeah. And I like to use um, and I think I shared this with you too. I like to use something inspirational in the morning. So your favorite song, um, maybe a a YouTube video that has somebody speaking or something or something that's going to put you in the mindset to get out of bed. And for me, I listened to this three minute video clip for probably three years. And if I'm still struggling, I'll listen to it again. Um, it's by this guy named Jocko and he is a former Navy SEAL and he just talks for three minutes about discipline. So I would listen to that and I'll be like, yes, okay, I'm disciplined. And that would give me that jolt of motivation as well. Yeah, Lisa said, yes, it's a process, simple, but not easy. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's going back to your why. It's obviously setting up your nighttime routine to support your morning routine. And that's going to have a lot to do with family structure, communicating mm -hmm. to your partner. Hey, I'm going to be in bed by 10 p.m. or whatever it is. Um, having that communication and setting up your nighttime routine for success. So for me... I can't do calls really late at night because I get hyper and then I can't mm -hmm. sleep. I can't be on the computer with the blue light, right? Because then it like wakes me up. So I have no, no phone, no computer rule um, right before bed. And then okay. I turn the lights down, I sip tea. So I have this whole structure because I'm a night person. So I have to like train myself of like, it's time to go to sleep. You're going to sleep now. So it, it maybe takes me a little longer than most to like go to sleep. But You'll notice when you start waking up earlier, getting a workout mm -hmm. in or a walk in, then you're naturally going to want to go to sleep earlier because you're tired because of all the things that you did that day. No, I would say yesterday I was very tired and I actually went to bed before 11, which is un unusual yeah. for me. Yeah. Totally unusual. Yeah. Was that the was day like, you got up earlier? No, today's the day I okay. got up earlier. Okay, nice. But it was because I knew I had to get up earlier. Yep. Yeah. And that's the other thing right now. We don't have a structure, really. Most of us mm -hmm. like the structure has changed or there's just no you're not going to work. So 
we are really responsible for creating our own structure. Part of that is having accountability, right? If you don't have accountability to be in the office, like, mm, are you really going to? So setting up that structure within your household um, for yourself, uh, you, you may have to be the one to implement that. Um, I've booked calls in the morning. So like maybe you don't have much to do, but maybe you're just like, you know what? I'm going to book Zoom calls with my friends at 9 a.m. every morning. That way I've got to get my butt out of bed mm-hmm. and show up presentable enough to talk to my friend at 9 a.m. So that's something that you can do to keep your energy high. Because again, if you don't have anything to look forward to in the day, mm-hmm. then it's a lot easier to just continue to sleep because you're like, well, what am I going to do today? Like there's, you know, and then that's, that's what creeps us in to that low energy to starting to feel like we're more of like, oh, we're feeling down. We're starting to feel depressed. So if we can keep ourselves on a routine, connected, engaged, active, it's going to keep our energy on a higher level. And it's less likely than we're going to get in a slump versus if you watch Netflix for six hours, you know how you feel. I know how I feel when I watch Netflix for six hours and I'm like, you know? Yep. And you feel like you don't get anything accomplished because you get sucked into watching Netflix, even though it's your favorite show and you've watched it over and over and over again. Yes. Yes. And again, so I don't want to also everybody's lifestyle and time is going to be different in this time. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying everybody has to wake up and be productive, um, but creating something that you have to look forward to each day is going to help with your mood. It's going to help with your energy. Um, Doesn't mean you need to wake up early, but what can you do to care for yourself each day or what can you do that you really enjoy each day? And when I ask that question, I know some people will be like, well, I would like to go to the mall. That would make me happy. Right. <laughs> and we, yeah. yeah. And we automatically like focus on what we can't have, but why don't we start focusing on, well, what have I always wanted to do? And I didn't have time to do it. Now I can start that garden. I can plant the garden. I can learn another language. I can, I know there's, free courses on Yale right now, I think, you know, you can dive into a, a course on psychology or science or herpetology, right? Some Something that you can use to enrich your time right now. Yeah. Yesterday I had on Melissa Harold, who was a licensed therapist, and she was talking about how her daughter, who's also a high school senior, is now able to work on art because she never right. had time to do that before because she had to d- do all her studies. So now right. she has that free time to express herself and her creativity. Yes. And I will say this has helped me out a lot. I'm going to show my viewers. I don't know if you guys can see it. There we go. Mm -hmm. Making a list of what I have to do the next day. Mm -hmm. That helps me the next day to get motivated for the next day. Yes. Just kind of, even if it's a little thing like putting a walk on there, just Mm -hmm. putting it on there. And then that way, when I come out to my office, I look down. Oh yeah, this is what I got to do today. So it's, it kind of helps a lot. And I want to make a point too, because we both did this. I know we commented this before we went live on air dressing up like you put Mm -hmm. on your yellow blazer and your lipstick like i've really been doing that like i've been painting my nails i never used to paint my nails because i just felt annoyed that i had to sit there for like 20 minutes for it to dry and now i'm sitting down to paint my nails like every three or four days right and i'm doing that as a self-care thing um getting dressed up putting on false eyelashes that I got at like Dollar Tree years ago. (laughs) Um, So again, I know you're frugal mom too. So I want to make a point like there's things that we can find. And I know that 
Uh, false lashes are not an essential purchase, so I'm not saying to go out for them, but you might be able to order them online and they'll, they'll make you feel a little, a little good. Yeah, I know. I've been burning Amazon up, getting yeah. things for projects that I want to do around the house. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, those that follow me on Facebook, I just posted it today. I'm actually having, putting all my animals out, farm animals, because that's my dream is to own a farm yes. and putting all my farm animal pillows out. I'm like, do you think my husband will get the message? <laughs> uh, that's so great. You're just kind of putting the vibe out there. Yeah, and you know what? What we there. focus on is what we find, right? That's kind of the kind of the point of this. What we focus on during this time and what you what intentions you put out there end up kind of attracting things and things end up lining up and things are coming to us. So this is a an interesting time to potentially refocus on something we never even maybe thought of. That's true. Now, what's some are some tips to help, you know, kind of people to kind of center themselves and to like feel the calm instead of being so anxious all the time? Yeah. So I actually created a list. This is going to go on my blog here later. So you guys are getting like a sneak peek of this. But there's I have seven things um, that, that are really helpful. And I would just invite you to go on YouTube for these. Um, you can definitely find some things on my YouTube channel and, and, and my website as well. But you can Google any of this stuff. So one of the first things uh, that has really helped to ground me over, and, and again, I didn't go into this too much in the beginning, but I've been an entrepreneur for the past five years. I've been coaching women for eight years, and I've been fired from three jobs in the past five years. I've had a lot of uncertainty. I've had a lot of, I mean, I was was uh, signing eviction notices for what, where I used to live. Like I've been through a lot of uncertainty in my life. So by practicing meditation, by grounding myself, by building this belief and this trust that ultimately God's got my back, it's been able to really get me through things that were very challenging mm -hmm. and still come out on the other end, right? And I'm not saying not to have emotion, but allow that emotion to pass through um, and then recenter again on what it is you can control. And we are in control of our emotions and our thoughts. So what meditation is, is allowing the thoughts to pass through, noticing them, and then choosing a better thought. So it doesn't mean to be like, oh, everything's great. I'm so mm -hmm. happy, right? We don't want to go from like laying on the couch to everything's horrible to, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. This is great because that's not the case, right? But it yeah. may just be, okay, I'm on the couch, not feeling good. Uh, I'm focusing on a lot of things that are negative. However, I'm happy that my kids are here with me or or I'm happy that I have a cat or dog or whatever those things are. I'm happy that I have an internet connection so we can yeah. <laughs> connect to people, right? Um, so when I talk about meditation, it's just about allowing those feelings and thoughts to pass through. It's not about silencing your thoughts. It's not about silencing your feelings. Um, a lot of times what we do is we uh, have buffer activities um, and a lot of people, especially people who are used to going out and being in large groups, this is not always the case, but I know several uh, clients have have admitted, you know, I like to go out and interact with people because I don't like to be alone with my thoughts. And mm. so I know that right now we're alone with our thoughts, right? And this might be one of the scariest things, but I also see this as an opportunity for you to sit with yourself, sit with your thoughts, sit with your feelings and emotions. Because the more we can sit and learn and understand ourselves, 
the better we're going to show up in the world, right? Of like, oh, when I get anxious, I want to go online shopping. That's one of my triggers, right? Or if I get anxious, I want to eat. And then just having this mindfulness and this awareness allows us to shift out of it. So a couple of things I would practice for meditation. I use Insight Timer. It is free. Um, and I also have a couple meditations on there if people want to look that up. There's great teachers on there. I know there's like Calm, Headspace, a couple of different guided practices as well. Um, and, and just spending maybe five minutes just centering yourself, practicing on some breathing. I've really liked going outside and doing it too. Because again, I have the time. I'm not rushing off anywhere. So I've been practicing sitting on the ground, actually outside meditating to bring that grounding energy in. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, grounding is presence, like presence. I'm here. I'm here. Because a lot of times we spend time in our head and we're in our head and we're not present, right? Have you ever mm -hmm. like driven a car and you're like, I don't even remember driving. Well, mm -hmm. you probably don't. You probably don't. You're probably very aware. Um, I, I, know you no, don't love driving. I, I remember. Yes. I'm but, but sometimes you drive a car and you're like zoned out because you're thinking and you're not even paying attention to what you're doing because we're in our heads. So meditation allows us to sit and be on our bodies and be present with that. Lisa has a comment. Yes, I like to pre-plan. Pre Woo, Lisa. And yes, I have always dressed up to go to work. I've been working from home six years and find I am more productive if I dress yeah. for work. Yeah. And shave your legs. I mean, that's something that, that I've been doing too. Like it's one of those little things, but like when you feel uh -huh. good, you're more likely, like if you're taking care of yourself, you're more likely to feel better. And yeah, I didn't always true. do that. I used to be like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to wear pajamas all day. And not wash my hair. And, and I, I thought that was like freedom. And it is because you can do that all day. I'm not saying one's right or wrong. I just noticed for me, when I get ready and take the time, I'm being very intentional about my day. And then mm -hmm. I'm more likely to show up. I'm more likely to get things done. I'm more likely to come on videos like this because I'm prepared for the day. Yeah. I don't always do my makeup, but now I'm trying to make an effort to always do my hair. Yes, yeah. normally I would just pull it up in a well. well now it's up in a bun, but earlier yeah. it was in a. It was down, but it was too hot. And that's perfect. So, so that that's an example of what's called tiny habits, which is a, a strategy of doing small things instead of trying to do everything all at once. Right, just starting to to build a small habit um, and notice if it makes you feel better. And if it does, continue it. If it doesn't, then try something else. Um, okay, so that was number one. I have six more things. Okay. So meditation is number one. Um, the second one is affirmations. And you can do this, and I know I've practiced this with, with this you as well, but you can do it in a way that's uh, that just says, you know, and maybe it's your favorite scripture, maybe it's your favorite quote, maybe it's a poem, but something that can help shift you out of that anxious state, right? So you can say affirmations of, you know, I'm very grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for our health. I'm grateful for, uh, you know, you can kind of do a gratitude list of affirmations, or you can just do an affirmation simply of, I'm going to get through this. I've got through other things, gotten through other things. I'll get through this too. And you can kind of just practice that. Um, and that leads into the next one, which is an incantation. Um, an affirmation would be a longer statement and you can just write down as many things as you want. Or again, you can find these online on YouTube's anywhere. Um, and an incantation is something short that you can repeat over and over again. So maybe somebody in this time is saying, you know what, I'm going to work on my fitness goals. So you might go on a walk every day and you can say every day and every way I'm getting stronger and stronger. And that's just an affirmation for you, or that's an incantation for you as you're 
you're approaching your fitness goals. Um, so that, those are the first three. Um, I also have three more, which I'll just go through really quickly. Self-hypnosis, which is very similar to meditation. Um, but in this one, it's going to be something specific. So let's say right now there's a lot of fear over a certain situation and you notice that this fear comes from something from your past. Mm -hmm. You can guide yourself through a self-hypnosis where you, and it's nice to have a, a practitioner do this as well, but you can guide yourself through it to revisit that spot and either reparent yourself. If it was something that somebody said to you when you were a kid, like you can't have that or you're not good enough, you can do it in a way that you give yourself that affirmation that you needed either mm -hmm. in the past or if you got let go from a job and you kind of heal that process. Um, the next one is another healing one. It's called Ho'oponopono and it is a Hawaiian prayer. And okay. I'm going to type this in the chat um, because I know you guys probably don't know how to spell it. Um, ho. I have this on SoundCloud, I think, if you guys want to look this up. Ho, ho, pono, pono. <laughs> prayer. It's a Hawaiian prayer, which, you know. Okay. Um, and so what it is, is so it was created, I, I don't remember when, but it was created, um, the spiritual guy created it for this prison uh, in Hawaii. And it was said to have actually healed all the prisoners. Oh, wow. And they, and they don't have the prison anymore because they all reformed, they all got good and they were released, right? And it's oh, very wow. simple. It's just four phrases and you could just listen to them over and over again. So again, you can Google this. I have one on YouTube if you want to look that up um, or you can find it just by going on YouTube. Um, it's four phrases and it is, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. I thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I thank you. And you can do it in a meditation state. You can speak it out loud. You can listen to it. Um, but I would recommend doing that one for maybe 20 or 30 minutes because you're going to notice things will come up that need forgiven. Things will come up that you need to forgive yourself for. Because um, a lot of times we have this anxious energy because we either have regrets or we're holding unforgiveness for something mm -hmm. that happened to us, right? And it may just be, I'm just angry. I don't know who I'm angry at, but just forgiving the situation. And that's going to help us heal and work through the process. It's funny that you should say that because that actually came up in a Zoom call that I had earlier. Um, it's we're doing um, it's working with Nikki Kosiarks, who wrote Five Habits of a Woman Who Doesn't Quit. Mm -hmm. And she is basically going through her book, Five Steps. And she it's a program that I joined we're on our third week, but one of the things for next week is it's like a bingo card and it says, be the first one to say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And I had brought up a situation of growing up. So now I'm going to have to put that practice. Yes. To really, own that. Yes. Like, it's God telling me I need to do it. So. Yes. And I also want to point out too, not, so we don't need the other person there to mm -hmm. heal it. So sometimes maybe somebody has passed on, maybe somebody has moved, maybe you're just not in contact with them anymore and it wouldn't even be appropriate to like have that conversation. So I wanna release people too, if there's healing that needs to be done, we are the ones that have the ability to heal and forgive. We don't actually need that other person to partake in it at all. So I do wanna allow that to be a strategy. Now, 
I don't want to give people a way out to if they know that they're like in a relationship with their husband, like where they need to say, I'm sorry, you, you still need to say you're sorry. Um, but in those situations, you can do a lot of this forgiveness um, just through this practice. Allison says, yes, forgiveness of self and others is the most important step toward healing. And it yes. is really. Yes. And it's, we don't want to hear it. I mean, when I went to Bali, I went to Bali to, to really work on my life coaching business. And I wanted the tools. I wanted them to tell me how to market it and do it. And the first thing we did was an intimacy exercise. And then we worked on forgiveness. And I was like, wait, I didn't come here for this. <laughs> but everything touches everything in our life. So if we're looking for a result, it comes back to that internal work. Um, and it comes back to self-love, self-forgiveness, self-compassion, um, and not holding this energy, right? Because that's mm -hmm. creative energy that we're using to hold a grudge or to just be angry about the situation where we can allow that creative energy to flow and garden or paint or enjoy time with our kids without being distracted. Whatever that is, releasing that energy is going to allow us to be present. Yeah, I um, there was a book that I read a while back called You Are Loved. I think it's mm. by Wendy Blight. And it it did the thing about forgiveness. It talked about it being an octopus around our heart. You know, how the opt octopus has all the tentacles and it's like it keeps tightening and tightening and it's not helping. You know, it's you don't have to really go out and say forgive to the person, but mm -hmm. for, allow yourself to forgive. Yeah. And it actually made me take the action of writing two letters to friends who had, you know, I felt like mm -hmm. we both had done things to each other. And I heard back from one of them and one of them I've never heard back from yeah. since. So, yeah. But the actual visual of having an octopus has made me go out and actually because I'm a very visual person. So mm -hmm. I bought an octopus to sit when I do my journaling, when I do mm. my Bible so that I know that I have to get that forgiveness. I have to get it out of my heart because it mm. was only making me bitter. That is so good. And I love that you took a physical action to of writing the letter um, because that's for you. Like you said, like the one mm -hmm. you never heard back from, but you've now released it because you've taken that action to do. Mm -hmm. I also recommend for people to write a letter to themselves in forgiving themselves. And this, this can be like a daily, monthly, weekly practice because we're never going to be perfect. We're always going to let ourselves down. So mm -hmm. practicing self-compassion and just writing, you know, a love letter to yourself. And then if you want to take it one step further, read that letter out loud to yourself in the mirror. I've done that. And it was, very powerful because we don't speak very kindly to ourselves. Usually, usually we have that internal critic that is just repeating negative thoughts to us all the time, all the time. So we I are recommend that. critics too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lisa says, I love that Melissa and Allison said that was so powerful and believe yeah. me, it was powerful for me when I was actually reading it and I'm like, Okay, because it was a Bible study with Proverbs 31 ministry. They have some amazing Bible online Bible studies. And um, I actually took the action and wrote it down in the small group that, hey, I did this. And they're like, yay, we're so proud of you. And I'm like, and I even mailed them. And I knew one of them immediately came back. And the other one, which I kind of figured wasn't going to come back. Yeah. But yeah. at and least I released that. Yes. It's allowing things to be released, too. Because uh, right now in this time, a lot of things are being taken, right? Mm -hmm. And we can look at it like it's being taken, but it's also, maybe it's time to go. Maybe it's time to be released. And I don't want to speak lightly of if you've lost a loved one, right? A loved one has passed on. So I, I don't mean in that way, but if there's something physical, if it's a job, if it's circumstances that we can't go to, events that we can't go to, 
but it's creating space for something else to Mm -hmm. potentially grow and flourish. That is so true. Now let's talk about a little bit about what you have coming up. Yes. So we are launching tomorrow. Tomorrow we have a vision board workshop, which I'm so excited for because I have learned in this time how to do it virtually. So um, we used to do them here locally in Fayetteville and we would cut up magazines, which is awesome. And I highly recommend if you have magazines at home to do it. Um, But I also like the ability to create using Canva a vision board and I walk you through the entire process and then we have it. I have a template for you so it can go on your screensaver, on your phone just creating that vision for the future, something to look forward to because, and I got this mindset from, I listened to an interview from a woman named Rose Schindler. She was a survivor of the Holocaust and somebody had asked her, you know, how did you get through that? That was horrible, horrific. You know, you can't even imagine. And she just said, we just took it one day at a time and we had to have hope for a better future. If we didn't have hope for a better future, then that would have been giving up and we wouldn't have survived. So that was really powerful for me to think about. The circumstances right now may not look like something can come from it. It may feel hard, it may feel challenging, but everything was created from nothing. Mm -hmm. Like God created the world from nothing. We create things every day from nothing, right? When we start to think a thought, That's the first idea of, oh, I want to write a book. And there it is. And now it's a thing, right? So if we can start to focus on that future, we have the ability to create from a circumstance that maybe doesn't align with our vision. But if we don't have a vision, then we don't have a direction for where we're going. And we're not going to make any use of this time, this extra time, essentially, that we have right now. Mm -hmm. I know one thing I'm a big proponent of vision boards. I've never done one, but last year it was my first one I ever did. And I actually made it a creative, you know, you know me, I'm creative. That's my energy. But I had a friend come over and we just did a vision board for ourselves. We put it in an old frame and it was just, you know, and it hung up to where I can see it. And it gave me so much direction last year. And so at the beginning of the year this year, I made another one, even put my word of the year, which is abundance on it. Mm. So I'm a real big proponent of doing vision boards. Yes, I am clear. I am too. And I'm a proponent of doing them even more often than just once a year. Most people will do them beginning of the year, right? Because that makes sense. But quarterly, six months, you know, in the middle of the summer, at the end of the year, because I like to think of the year in like 90 days, 90 days, 90 days, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's just series of 90 days. And especially right now, those visions, you know, I was supposed to be leading an in-person retreat last Mm -hmm. weekend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is not on my vision board because we couldn't meet in person. However, what was birthed out of that was this Create, Believe, Conquer six-week program that I've now taken online that's going to be more immersive So instead of just getting three days where we deep dive, we're going to have total six weeks. So that's something that I might have drug my feet on, right? That might that's something I Mm -hmm. might not have put into action had this not happened. So that's just another example of things being birthed in creative season of this time as well. So we're going to kick off the Create, Believe, Conquer six, Create, Believe, Conquer six week full immersion program tomorrow with the vision board workshop. And then we kick it off next week with a deep dive. So essentially what it, what it is, it's a framework that I've been working on for 
probably seven years now. So since I've been coaching, I've had this idea of Create, Believe, Conquer, this, this three-step system to achieve your goals. And I always aligned it with health and fitness, right? Like, because people wanted to, to kind of achieve things in health and fitness. But there's this spiritual component. There's this energetic component. It's not just about doing, 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 because all the information is out there. You know, all the strategies are out there, but it's about getting really clear on a vision, like creating your vision and values, diving into your belief. We spend a lot of time on belief because the reason we don't do things is usually because we don't believe we can and we limit ourselves. So mm -hmm. we're spending so much time on the belief and building our belief. And then that last piece is the conquer believing that we're more than conquerors, believing that no matter what, we cannot fail. Even if we fail over and over and over again, we know there's something on the other end. There's something on the other end. So we're going to keep going. So I'm really excited about this program. I'm excited about you being in it and the other women that are in it as well. And just the results that we got in the five-day challenge was huge, right? It's you're already, yeah. You're already on here doing Facebook Lives just from the free challenge. So I can't wait to see how this is going to shift and grow you too in the coming six weeks, but then that translates into a year, three years, yeah. right? Yeah. So what we do now is so important for our vision of the future and where we're going to be. Yeah. Cause I will say that I'm a huge proponent of your create, believe, conquer. When I, I did the webinar first and then you did the five day challenge and I never even would see myself getting up here and, and interviewing people, but you put it out there. You're like, I challenge you to go Facebook live. You didn't even say to interview anybody. You just said, go Facebook live. And I just kind of said, okay, it's easier for me to go Facebook live. If I'm chatting with someone, because I'm a little bit more relaxed. Mm -hmm. So I chose when we were talking about values, I chose to one of my best friends, Lucy, come on with me. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the value of friendship. And it just once that started, boom, 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 boom. It just kind of all fell into place. Yes. And so that started from you getting clear on your vision, right? I don't mm -hmm. know that you had shared that you wanted to be a speaker, right? You, you once you shared that, you put it yeah. out there, you got very clear and then you go, okay, well, if that is your vision, let's back it up. What are the things that we need to do to get you to being a speaker, right? Mm -hmm. So it, we broke it down into very simple to where now you're building your belief, right? Cause you're on here every single week. You started off with somebody comfortable, which is such, I, that's the best way to do things. Cause what we do when we're starting to build our belief and put ourselves out there, we want to do it in a way that's outside of our comfort zone, but that also is supportive and does have a safety net, right? So that we don't completely fall flat on our face, right? Uh -huh. So doing that with a friend, I think was genius because it gave you that confidence of, oh, this is easy. I can do this. I can chat with friends. And then uh -huh. it just builds the snowball effect over time to where I know you're going to have one of the real housewives on here, probably like you did Ooh, on your blog. Yeah, I've yeah. yeah. already, already done on my blog. So. Right? Oh. I have, we comment, Lisa says, I created mine and it's hanging on my bulletin board. I'm excited to see how to do them through Canva. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of, Canva is one of my things that I'm like challenged on. So, yeah. well, I, I give you like a little mini tutorial in there. So you'll be good. And you get the recording as well. So if you want to go back and use it again later, because usually, the way I do the vision board workshops is it's two hours, right? So I'll like coach you for a good hour on how to do it, on how to set it up. Then we'll do a meditation. Um, and the reason I do meditation is because a lot of times people think they know what they want, but they don't, right? And they're like, I want the house, I want the car, I want this job, whenever what they really want 
is the feeling that they think those things are going to bring to them. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is actually just cultivate. How can we cultivate more of that feeling in our everyday life? And when you look at that vision board, does it make you feel good? Or does it make you go, oh, I could never afford that car? Because if it does, that's not going to be a vision board that's going to work for you because every time you look at it, it involves negative feelings. So we really tap into ensuring that you're connected to your vision board. And then if you want to spend, once I give you the formula and the format, if you want to spend several more time, you know, several more hours doing it, you can create one for your business. You can create one for your family. You know, you can create one for your fitness and put them in different areas of the house, you know, putting your fitness one on the fridge, mm-hmm. maybe putting your business one in the office, um, putting a screensaver on your phone like I have and on my computer so that you're constantly reaffirming your belief in yourself that you can create this in your life. Yeah, I will say there was a couple of things that I haven't shared. I've shared like in that group I was telling you about with Nikki Cozy Arcs that we're doing my one thing. Um, I shared one thing that I shared with you the other. So basically it's kind of all goes together, but I see myself um, mentoring, um, writing a book and speaking. I see that all going together. Mm -hmm. And I actually can vision myself. um, I wrote, let's see, I got to look at my board because I have a board now. Um, 20, where is it? Well, where is it? 20, 2021 speaking on a national stage. Yes. And the Nikki and the Nikki thing, she had mm-hmm. us do our start and our finish line and where we wanted to be. Yep. And so I have writing my first, you know, going first national stage is 2020, but by June, no, 2021, by June, 2020, I'm, booking my first speaking engagement. That's amazing. I've got more specific with that. Yes. And putting it and writing things out also makes it true, right? It gets it out of your brain onto paper, onto you visualizing it, which is the whole point. When you visualize it, it activates your brain. You start to see it. Mm -hmm. We are so visual that when we imagine something, it becomes real to us. So by spending time envisioning that, it's going to support you being there. And obviously we have to take actions along the way, but if Mm -hmm. every morning you're waking up thinking about being a speaker, you're naturally going to start taking aligned actions that align with that vision for you. And then last week I did two lives, this week it's three lives. (laughs) See, geez, are we gonna start going every day now? Uh, Now I said probably next week I'll probably go once because give myself a little downtime, but I already have, already have ideas to people to, that I could have come on to speak. And like, I have um, a lady that um, is deals with childcare mm-hmm. and she's with a partnership for children here in Wayne County. And I've contacted her about coming to speak about because childcare workers are essential workers, but they're right. not getting the um, recognition like they should get. It's right. everybody's, you know, and I'm not trying to downplay the doctors and nurses and the, mm-hmm. uh, the firemen and policemen that are out there doing the work because absolutely not. They are doing great work, but they need to remember all the essential workers that are out there putting their lives on the line because someone has to take care of the kids that, that of these nurses, these policemen, these doctors, these, you know, everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's so amazing what you're doing and giving people a voice and and giving people hope and giving them resources and tools. It's, it's going to be a, a huge ripple effect for not only now, but even later for people to come back to and look at and use um, for strategies. 
So I think it's great what you're doing. Is there anything else that you want to share with us or? I want to let them know that I have something free for them too. I created uh, worksheets from my create. So the first week we're actually creating a vision and values. I created free worksheets for them. So if they want to reach out to me, they can just hit me up on Instagram, send me a message and I will shoot that information over so they can get those worksheets. And at least they can start to kind of create that vision for the future. Um, could definitely join the vision board workshop tomorrow. Let me see if I can put the event right link in here. And then for the Create, Believe, Conquer six week, I would love to have you involved. This is going to be for high achievers, women who know that they want to create something. They know that they want to move forward and they need the support of a structure. They need support of a mindset coach, the accountability and the community. So that is still available as well. Um, if they just want to reach out to me individually, we can have a chat about that and I can send them information about that. Okay, I told everybody I would post your Instagram after the video. Okay, perfect. It's at Cami Kennedy. It's pretty. It's pretty simple. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm so grateful for being able to be on here. Allison says, "I love the emphasis of visualization of your goals." Cami, I'm going to borrow this quote. Absolutely, borrow it. Borrow it away. What I say is the things I'm saying are not new ideas. I mean, I was just listening to Bob Proctor today, who I believe is in his 80s. And he's like the, he's probably been doing personal development the longest. So, you know, we all are teaching the same strategies. We're all just teaching it in our own way is what I say. That's so cool. And I do want to say that I actually met you before I started doing the challenge. I met you at the WBC Fay Monday Motivations. And I actually won a prize there because I, I, shared with the group that I had my anxiety of driving long distances and I drove by myself and got there. So see, she was already working on me then. And that was what, back in January? Yes. And that was, so that was, that was already you stepping out of your comfort zone to get to where you are now, right? That was already, you're already on the path and you see how you did that comfort zone. Then it's like, well, what's the next thing? Oh, live videos. And what's the next thing? Oh, okay. Speaking. Oh, what's the next thing? So that's how it works. It's a, I call it a positive snowball effect. You start expanding that comfort zone. And I want to real quick put a plug in for WBC Faye because they are awesome. And they're going a Monday motivation on Monday, this Monday. If you go to their Facebook page, it's actually a free online this week and Allison is actually going to be speaking. She's the one that's been commenting. She's going to be speaking. And I actually just did a podcast interview with her on Tuesday. Awesome. She interviewed me for her podcast. So see, I'm already out it's there. It's like the circle of life. I'm so excited to see Allison too. I saw her little picture up in the, uh, the WC, WBC Fay on their Instagram. So I'm excited for that. That event is so, so good. And I think, you know, coming together online, we, we need to stay connected. That's one of the big takeaways is like we mm -hmm. have to be very intentional about staying connected because it's very easy to lose those connections. So getting on live videos, talking to people, reaching out is so important. And I notice it's an energy boost for me, too. Like mm -hmm. I'm just I'll book calls, like just catching up with people, you know, and just like, oh, that was fine. Like, I haven't talked to them in years. Um, so I would highly recommend doing that. Yeah, Allison says, yes, I'm going to borrow your quote for my event. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Go for it. Go for it. See, I, I love like it because they need to hear it several times. Hear it from me. Hear it from you. Hear it again. Mm -hmm. Like we need that repetition until it becomes something that we take in and we start to believe that's true for ourselves. 
WBC is so wonderful. We are so fortunate to have this amazing community. And I actually really? drive from Goldsboro, which is like an hour and 20 minutes just to attend the event yes. because I just love the people that run it and just love, I get so much motivation coming out of there. Yes, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And I love that they're still keeping up with everything for us in the virtual space. Yes, for sure. Is there any last minute things you want to share? I think I gave them a lot today. So hopefully they can watch the replay, pick one of those things. And I don't want to overwhelm anyone. I just want to give them several different resources of just making sure that they're, they're being mindful of their mindset, their self-care each and every day and doing something for themselves each day. All right. Thank you, Cammie. Thank you. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I hope you learned a lot from Cammie. I will say, before I started working with her, I was afraid to speak in public. But since then, Chats from the Blog Cabin has started. She's one of the forces behind it. I have turned this Chats from the Blog Cabin into not only this podcast, but Facebook Lives, and even put in the interview on YouTube. So if you want to see what the person looks like or want to see the interaction we have, check out YouTube, Melissa Vieira, and check out Facebook Live, Adventure of Frugal Mom. If you missed any of them, you always have those three ways to check them out. Thank you for being part of the Chats from the Blog Cabin podcast and part of this family. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and to leave a rating or review. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed and remember, keep chatting.